Day one of training camp at Ohio State is in the books. Welcome back to the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. It is time for Snappy Jays. Some snap judgments with Bill Landis, Jeremy Birmingham, and I am Austin Ward. A hot one for the Buckeyes starting this morning. It's steamy. It's football, Bill. I checked a little thing that tells you, that they call them thermometers, right? What thermometers. Yeah. Uh, 89.1 degrees was the highest that I saw. Felt a little warmer than that, though. Especially on the field. Yeah. Especially because it was early. It shouldn't have felt that warm yeah. that early. But there was no wind, uh, which is fine. Made a little, little sweaty. People, you know, it's nice when you can really get the smell of football. That's right. That's right. On the first day. We did. And we definitely smell like we played football out there. <laughs> we didn't even have the pads on. Uh, all right. Day one in the books, then uh, Jim Knowles and the linebackers. Uh, which a group that group includes Court Williams now, by the way. Um, adjust your rosters accordingly. Um, what did we observe from practice? What's your number one takeaway, Bill? Start it. Can we talk about Sonny Styles? Okay, go for it. Yeah, like, I mean, we'll talk about quarterbacks, but who picked Sonny Styles on the stonk watch this morning? Was it me? I mean, he's the most obvious oh, guy. Wow, going first. So I don't, I, I don't know what to make of like how they ran things they were on split fields and like some like clear first teamers were on one field and some were on another but it was interesting to me that like the incumbent safety that we know about is lathan ransom and the two safeties that sort of traveled with him for lack of a better word were jihad carter and sunny styles jihad carter at the adjuster sunny styles at the nickel and like not big nickel regular nickel regular old nickel sunny styles <laughs> um which i would not have projected for him but jim Knowles is like very emphatic like he can do it so it's like a new role, I guess, to consider for Sonny. I don't know, like we're sitting here today, if he's going to be the starting nickel or not. But all of the things they talked about, about we have to find stuff for this guy to do beyond just like the sub package that he was in last year. Um, they are putting that into action, it appears. Remember how confused I was about the safeties? Mm -hmm. Yeah, double that. Yeah, it's <laughs> it, we've never seen them do what they did today, which is like the split teams. And I think part of it or most of it was for the quarterback, so people didn't get any assumption or presumption one way or the other. But then it adds all these other questions and wrinkles. You know, it looked like the first team defensive line and the first team linebackers, and there was Denzel Burke and Jordan Hancock. So are these the starters? And then you hear Jim Knowles being like, well, Jihad's a deep safety. He's not playing corner. He's not really a, a slot guy. He's more of a deep safety. He's a deep safety. Well, then, like, why was he out there? Like well, so, I think there's a part that I would adjust, which was Denzel Burke was on a different field, and it was Davis and Igbenosan for the most part yeah, with Jordan so Hancock. It's very so, confusing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and so you you see that, and you're like, okay, who knows? I think the bottom line is that when you have this many good players, like you can experiment and you can try new things. And Sonny Styles is a type of athlete that has the ability to man up Marvin Harrison and guard Kate Stover and play in the deep safety and play if he wanted to with his hand on the ground at the edge like he can do all these things so you know the encouraging thing for me is what we said a few days ago like if Sonny doesn't play a lot we're rioting <laughs> and uh, I think that <laughs> they, they heard got us. The, I think they got the memo <laughs> got scared because Jim Knowles said he's gonna play a lot so yeah I like he also said CJ Hicks in the jack I like being half right that like Jihad Carter is not really being considered to play in the nickel but I didn't think oh well that means Sonny's going to do that. Uh, it means but it makes the most sense, maybe. Yeah. I think I, I don't. I think there are going to be. Let's just assume for the moment, I guess, that that's going to be the, the trio. I, I think we should. Um, there are going to be moments throughout the season where they're going to play a team, where maybe the matchup does not favor that, and I think that's where Cameron Martinez and Jair Brown enter the equation. But frankly, there aren't a lot of guys like that, especially in the Big Ten, that they're going to come against, and and I think that. Sonny can probably cover most guys of that skill set anyway, the, the speedier, kind of twitchier slot guys. So, I don't know. He can do it. I, I actually feel like 
it is clear. The, the safety picture is clearer for me now. I feel like oh, I, really? I feel like I have it. Yeah, I oh. think if you have a role for Sonny that keeps him on the field, and then you can find a way to put CJ at the jack, you can do a lot of things, and you can get your best athletes on the field. I said it to you earlier, like without trying to read too much into one day of practice, like this looks like a Georgia defense. Like these are big rolling dudes. off the bus. Yeah. These are big dudes, and you want to put your best athletes out there and let them do special things. And those guys are the best athletes, and so you find a way. And whether or not that's going to look conventional for Ohio State fans, whether or not you're going to have the opportunity or the likelihood of pissing a few guys off, okay. Like that. This is Big Ten football, and this is big boy football. Like you can't worry about feelings. You got to play the best guys. Yep. Yeah, I mean, maybe it should make more sense or resonate. I asked Jim Knowles, like, if you're doing these split squads, how much is there experimenting going on? He's like, not a lot. And the front six was definitely the starting group. We know that for sure. You don't have Tommy and Steele out there messing around at linebacker or JT, Tuimoloau and Jack Sawyer and Mike Hall. All those guys were together. So, like, it would make sense if that's now the complete group. And it wasn't necessarily what I anticipated, but Bill was right again, like always. No, it's it's a very rare occasion that I'm actually right. I think I, defensively, it did seem like there was a, a little rhyme or reason to the to the packaging of players. Offensively, like Marvin and Emeka were on opposite fields, but I think that was to ensure that whatever quarterback was on that given field, <laughs> they had somebody like, established and good to throw the ball to. Yeah. Um, I, last year, you guys were annoyed with me because I said Jackson shouldn't practice, right? JT Tumalau should not be allowed to practice against this. For different team. reasons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, I just don't think that it's helping anyone <laughs> at all. He's completely dominating people. And I joked with him when he walked off the field. I asked him, I'm like, you know, do you think you should just take some time off? And he's like, I'm going to go as hard as I can until they tell me to stop. And I'm like, well, you should stop. Stop. Because it was Please. not fair. He was single-handedly making it impossible for the quarterback on the far field to make plays. Didn't matter which quarterback it was when he didn't matter which tackle didn't it was. matter which tackle it was. <laughs> it wasn't fair to have him out there. And then a couple times he was out there right next to Michael Hall, and it became like a bloodbath. <laughs> and and he said, you know, we're, I'm I'm trying not to go as hard as I I'm not going as hard as I could today because we're not in pads. I'm like, there's more. <laughs> if there's more than that, and you're going to embarrass these guys even more once you put on pads in three days, like that's not fair. Get him off yeah. the I don't when you don't have pads on, it it puts the offensive lineman at a disadvantage. Sure. It's, a little bit. It's easier. But that that also reinforces your point. Why do they need JT to Imolo out today on the first day? Like you already know he's good. You're trying to get some work done. You want to evaluate the quarterbacks. And Ryan Day was going, I think, maybe bending over backwards to rotate. One drill was going to be Devin Brown, one was going to be Kyle McCord. Then they were switching fields and going back and forth. Like they, that was truly about as even as I've ever seen. It wasn't like the spring was, okay, one day you're the one, the next day you're the two. Today it was back and forth, back and forth. And I, I'm wondering why maybe you have to take it to that length, even if it doesn't really matter for just one day. But I saw Kyle walking off the practice field and I asked him, I'm like, how did that feel? And he's like, that was kind of weird, but I don't think it'll be that way for very long. It, he'll, you know, I would assume we saw that today because we were here watching the full practice because there were 500 500 fans here watching the practice and that's intentional all right well what did we what did we make of the performance of the qbs um i thought it was a continuation of of the spring mostly from what we saw like some really good throws that that show you the high ceiling of the guys and like 
knocking some rust off maybe it'll be we're not going to be in here on friday we're hoping to be in here next week um at the end of the week um, and it'll be interesting to kind of compare what they look like today then and also just sort of the usage of them given mm-hmm. what you guys just said but you know i thought i thought that devin um at times looked a little more consistent throwing the ball but there were definitely some misses kyle had felt like he was a little hot on some throws especially out to the sideline uh, I think like the best throw of the day was actually from Tristan, Tristan Jebby, believe, believe it or not. Um, not that he's in that mix. So it was fine. Like for day one, like no one really blew me away, but I don't know that I expect it to be. Um, I, I would, at the risk of doing a thing, like I think Devin Brown was better today than what we saw. Out of Kyle. Again, some of that I think is because Kyle McCord spent more time on the field than JT2 Maloa was on. <laughs> and that just, it changes the perspective. Um, but Devin also did what, we would expect him to do. He's the one that made a couple of the worst throws of the day uh, and threw a pick six to... to Malik the Hartley only Cup. interception. The only interception we saw was yeah. a pick six thrown on a bad ball that Malik Hartford took to the house. So, like, I think that's sort of the, the give and take with Devin right now is that he might have a little of that juice where he can go make the one throw that you're like, wow, and then the next throw is like, oh, wow, what are you doing? And mm-hmm. so, you know, Kyle didn't have any of those moments today, but... I agree. I think he was a touch more consistent today than Kyle was. I don't know that Kyle McCord was inconsistent. I think that Devin Brown was much more consistent compared to his own performance in spring. Uh, and I'm not trying to be in one camp or the other. I know everyone knows that I, how I think this is going to end, but uh, I did think that Devin Brown had a, a more impressive day than any of the ones that I can remember in the spring, which is encouraging for him and encouraging for the part where Ryan Day says, the battle is tight and we want to be able to play both, you know, have faith in both, not play both, have confidence that if either one has to go on the field that they can win games. And I thought that Devin Brown showed that high level potential today. I thought that the interception was a, you know, we're going to make too much of it just because it's the one thing that we really saw that flashed. But uh, it was an, a reminder of he was trying to extend a play in a seven on seven and rolling to his left and then makes a throw that you really just can't there's going to be growing pains. I'm not going to hold that against him. And, you know, Kyle McCord missed some throws today to be, you know, fair and honest with the assessment. That was true. Uh, I don't, today's not going to determine the battle. No, it's not. And you, you raise an interesting point there because I think like CJ Shroud used to talk about this, like in practice, you try stuff. And sometimes when you try stuff, it backfires and you throw interceptions. But when you're in a competition and everything you do is being judged against someone else, like CJ was comfortable as you could possibly be. It doesn't matter if he threw an interception. <laughs> Devin Brown throws an interception. He's like, oh boy, Kyle didn't throw an interception. Yeah. But it's like because Devin took a little bit of a risk on a play to see if something can work. And like I, I'm okay with that. Like my personal preference. If you're throwing picks in practice, as long as it's not repeated same mistakes over and over again, and it's more experimentation, trying to feel what you can get away with. I think that's totally fine, and that's sort of what happened on that play. Yeah, I saw Lincoln Keenholz walking on the field, and I asked him his first practice, and and you know he said, "I can just go out there and have fun. I can pretty much try yeah. things all I want because he's under no pressure at all to go out there and and win the job." So he's like, he he seemed pretty freewheeling and, and comfortable out here for a quarterback making his first practice at Ohio State. Um, you know, he did mention like he couldn't believe how much faster the game was, <laughs> and like. You're a little faster than South Dakota, <laughs> faster yeah. than, than Peer, South Dakota. But um, he said some of that was just like adjusting to how fast these receivers are, because yeah. like it's not just worrying about the defense. It's like you have to speed up to your own guys. It's like oh, you're there already. So you know that that becomes a, a, a challenge, and that's I think something Devin and Kyle are still adjusting. They have not played a lot of football here. No matter how much work they get inside here, once there's a live defense going against you, that picture gets a lot less clear. Um, and as you said, this certainly is not going to 
settle the debate or, or, or win the job today, one way or the other. But no one's going to lose it today either. So Yeah, I mean, and you also wouldn't, if you were trying to make a decision today, you would design it to put the ones completely together, which they did not do on offense. As uh, both of you said, you know, Ameka and Julian Fleming were on one field and Marvin was on the other. That's certainly not going to be what it looks like for Ohio State uh, when they kick off the season against Indiana. Uh, just some other news and notes, I guess. Tyreek Williams um, went down with some sort of leg injury during the early part of practice. So uh, he did not get taken off for medical attention. They put a brace on him. He stayed out there for the rest of the day, but didn't take any additional work. Uh, Mitchell Melton did not appear to be completely full go. He took reps throughout practice, but just in spurts, one or two at a time. He had some other guys out there, Jacob James. Uh, Bill, I don't I there seemed like there was a good rotation going on with Carson Hensman with both of those guys. Carson took probably more one reps than Jacob yeah. James, but yeah, I would I would say that's probably fair. But they were they were mixing them up for sure. Um, even when they were doing stuff as simple as just snapping to the quarterbacks and nothing else happening, they made a point to rotate Jacob and Carson with Kyle and Devin. So that's that's a competition. Like I, it's it's good. Like it's not been talked about as such, but it's like nice to come out here and actually kind of see that stuff. And I would say the same thing about right tackle. Like. We talked a lot about Josh Simmons and Tegra Shabola in the last two weeks, and the first right tackle out there was still Zimahalski. So he is part of that mix, even if his name hasn't been said a whole lot. And the second left tackle was Luke Montgomery. And a lot of if you're doing housekeeping at home, like a lot of guys change numbers. Nathan Ransom's wearing eight. Ryan Turner's wearing 12. Cam Martinez is wearing three. Davis Nigbenosin is now number one. I mean, there's all these changes. So it's, we're trying to watch this and see all this happening. You're like, oh, who's, which one's that one? Which one's that one? So, um, it's different out here from what you expected after the spring, and especially on the offensive line. I mean, I don't think anyone would have anticipated that Luke Montgomery was taking the number two reps. But then, like, are we not supposed to look too far into that? Because certainly not going to have all three of those guys at right tackle battling for the job. And then why not try someone else? I don't know. It's Yeah. And I, I don't know. Do you guys see – I didn't see Joshua Simmons – take any first team right tackle reps i didn't either i saw him get yelled at a couple times pretty yeah. good um and he was it, rotating with the twos with whoever out of tegra zen was there but it's an important reminder like yeah. we we do expect that he will be the starting tackle come week one but this is a kid who was playing at san diego state last year and this is not san diego state and you need to be reminded of that very quickly well uh, he was because there's not a jt to him in the mountain yeah. west conference and uh that rep <laughs> didn't go great and no, he got yelled out a handful of times. He jumped off sides in a drill, and like that was a problem for him uh, at San Diego State. And he was immediately uh, scolded about that, and didn't always finish the, the you know the drills as hard as they want. Justin Fry and Mike Seleni are not like taking it easy on these guys. No. So uh, it is yeah. it is a reminder that this is a process to get yourself acclimated, which is what day one and two are for. Acclimatiz- right. I can never say this word. Acclimatization. A climate change. Hmm. I was just going to wait till he could get it right. Acclimation. Acclimation period. Yes. It's an acclimation period, and uh, some guys need more acclimation than others. So do we. We're getting into it right now. It's uh, the first day of camp for everybody. Uh, great to be back out at the Woody Hayes Athletic Center with real football to watch and talk about. We're going to do a lot more of it on the podcast. Uh, thanks for joining us for this edition of Snappy Jays. That's Bill and Burn. I'm Austin. We will talk to you later.